Good morning, good morning. Yes, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, to break every chain. Hallelujah. Thank you for the blood of Jesus, Father, that breaks every chain. We say good morning, Father, good morning, Jesus, good morning, Holy Spirit. Spirit. We welcome you. We thank you for your presence with us this morning because we're here and we carry your glory. We thank you, Father. Thank you. Good morning to everyone on the prayer call this morning. We welcome you. We thank you for joining with us today to stand in the gap for others. Let me introduce you to our team that's lined up this morning. My name is Charlene Tuckerson. I am your facilitator this morning. Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith are the angels of our house at New Destiny Church. We say good morning to Bishop Smith and Pastor Adrian. We love our leaders and we bless them in the name of the Lord. Minister Randall Gorey will present our devotion this morning. Good morning, Minister Randall. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Sister Tuckerson. How are you? I am well. Thank you. Thank you. Sister Myrna Whitstone will lead us in intercessory prayer this morning. Sister Myrna, how are you doing today? Good morning. I am wonderful. Thank you so much. How are you? Yes, I am well. Thank you. Thank you. By the grace of God. Hallelujah. Let's press in closer to the throne of grace together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, where God, our Father, Elohim, El Elyon, where he commands the blessing. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we approach your throne only covered by the blood of Jesus, the blood of your Son. Father, we come before your throne worshiping you offering up thanksgiving to you, Father. Thanking you, Father, first for the precious blood of Jesus that purifies us, that cleanses our hands, that washes our minds and our hearts. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your continual compassion towards us that are refreshed, that are new every morning. Thank you for your greatness, Father. Thank you for your faithfulness abounding towards us. Thank you, Father, for your great love. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. We thank you for the blood of Jesus that makes us right, that corrects us, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for the devotion that you placed in the spirit, in the heart of Minister Randall this morning for your people. Thank you for the power of Holy Spirit resting and guiding Sister Myrna as she prays for your people this morning. Father, free the souls, free every soul this morning. 
for every heart this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus covering every heart and mind to rise up, to live in our rightful position in you by the power of Holy Spirit. Father, we yield to Holy Spirit this morning as you speak through your son and your daughter. We will listen and obey, Father. Be glorified in all that we do today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Minister Randall, we're ready for you. Thank you so much, uh, Sister Charlene. I wanted to just also say good morning to Sister Myrna as well. I want to give honor to Bishop Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith this morning and to acknowledge all of the uh, clergy, from the bishops to the elders, ministers that are on the line this morning. I want to acknowledge all of the first-time visitors, University Body of Christ, New Destiny Church, and all of those who are excited about being in the will of God this morning. So on this morning, May the 18th of 2021, the devotion this morning is entitled, You Have Been Made Right Through the Blood of Jesus Christ. You've been saved from God's condemnation. And in preparation for this devotion, I was reminded of how, and maybe you can say the same, this brings to mind maybe your remembrance that when I was a child and got into some kind of trouble and were being reprimanded in love, knowing that I should have gotten the belt, the switch, or even the hand, but I didn't. But during the entire time, some way, somehow, I didn't understand why I wasn't crying yet or pouting because of what was being said by my mom. But you know that you're getting something. You just don't know it's grace. And when it's all said and done, there is an understanding that even when you mess up, again, grace will be extended. So that when you've been reprimanded and you have been taken uh, into that hand of grace and now you're being presented in front of other people, people that your, your, your mom or your parent has introduced you to, they're not saying how bad or disobedient you are, but rather how good and lovable of a child you are. And so I would look up at them and disbelieve, but be thankful for the grace that saved me from the pain and humiliation that comes from being described in front of someone how you really believe you really are. But that love looks beyond what you've done and extends grace and presents you as faultless and presents you as lovable and someone that you should be in the life of. And that's how God's love is for us. And so as we go into the devotional scripture this morning out of the New Living Translation of Romans, the fifth chapter, verses 8 and 9, verse 8, begins by, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. In verse 9, and since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. 
which is the expression of very strong disapproval, the action of condemning someone to a punishment or a sentencing. So let's go on and see how the previous verses of Romans 5 introduce the love of God so that we can see how Romans 5, 8, and 9 speaks to us today about why this love is so great. These first 11 verses of Romans 5 is describing the amazing benefits that come from being declared righteous for God by faith in Christ's death for our sin. God had made peace with us, saints. Today we can stand in his grace and we can rejoice in the sure hope that we will share in his glory. Our suffering brings growth, so don't avoid it when it comes. It leads to even more potent faith and more potent hope when we suffer. God has proven his love for us in that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. So we are saved from God's wrath and we're reconciled to God in Christ. I love it because Paul is clearly showing us that salvation is on the basis of faith, not works. And that's more out of Romans three twenty-one through 26. But Paul is giving us a real clear uh, vision here that salvation is on the basis of faith, not works. That justification which is a declaration of righteousness, brings us the peace we need with God instead of receiving God's wrath. So, saints, this is the only available salvation to those that have expressed saving faith. And an example of this would be Abraham, whose faith he used as a saving grace out of Romans 4, 1 through 12. I love it because we're given that hope that suffering in the life of a Christian can be meaningful. We, that's why we, we shouldn't avoid it. It doesn't look like that in the beginning. But we are safe to hope in God. And Why? It's because God loves us. We'll never understand to this extent why he does, but we can rest assured that he loves us. The Apostle Paul makes the point here that we don't have to take God's word alone that he loves us. We can look at the evidence that he's shown us through the death of his son. While we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. And it's at this point that we could even question maybe why does it seem like we don't have grace in our lives? And it's because we're looking too much at the suffering of what we're going through. But maybe at this point someone still wants to know what does it mean to us the believer, the Christian, what does it mean that Christ died for us? It simply means that Christ died in our place. 
because of our sin, we deserve to suffer God's wrath, his judgment, or his condemnation. We deserve death, plain and simple. But the great unconditional love of Christ took that judgment for our sin upon himself, on what my grandmother used to say, that old rugged cross where he suffered and he died in our place. That's the evidence of God's love for us. That's why we shouldn't think that what we're suffering is all that. Think about Christ in our place on a cross where he suffered and he died. Paul goes on a little further in this uh, chapter with insisting we should take that act as evidence of God's great love for us, especially since God went first. And I love this uh, analogy here because Bishop always reminds the clergy that leaders go first and leaders give best. And I believe that applies to anyone who sees themselves as a leader. It's simply following the example of Christ. He went first to show us that he gave himself as the best offering that could be given and accepted for the sins of the world. Amen. Jesus died in our place even before we knew we would want him to do that. Better yet, Christ died for us before we'd ever done anything to deserve that great love of his. I'd like to say great love because in John fifteen thirteen, there's no greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. This is the point that Apostle Paul makes reference to in the prior verse. It takes love to die willingly for someone else, even if they're a quote-unquote good person. But for us, those who have been saved, we're still sinners, but we weren't going to get any better without that great faith. In all truth, we had no hope of avoiding God's judgment before Jesus took it for us. That was the only way that we could become better. Paul also does a great job comparing the work of Adam in bringing sin and death into the world with the work of Christ in dying for sin in order to offer God's free gift of grace to all who believe. So you have to believe by faith that Christ loved you enough to die in your place, suffer and die in your place, to forgive you of all your sins so that you could begin life again victoriously and not be held accountable through wrath or condemnation for the rest of your lives. 
We are saved, saints. We've been given an opportunity to live again. Won't you take that invitation? Won't you take that life, dying to yourself, giving God the entryway into your heart to make your heart his throne and his home? God loves us. Take that with you wherever you go today. Meditate on that and trust in the hope that you have in Jesus Christ for the love of God who died just for you. Let us pray. Father, you loved us so much that you died for us. You cleaned us up, you turned us around, and you placed our feet upon solid ground. We may never understand why, but we'll forever be thankful that you did. We will never be able to repay you for all that you've done, but show us how to live victorious lives, loving everybody, applying the principles of God everywhere we go, applying disciplined and committed studying of your word, practicing holiness in worship, prayer, and praise so that we glorify you wherever and whenever we demonstrate your great love to everyone we meet. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Minister Randall. Thank you, Father, that you have made us right to the blood of Jesus. Yes, thank you that you've saved us from condemnation. That was a good word. Thank you, Minister Randall. Now Sister Myrna will come and lead us in intercessory prayer. Sister Myrna, we're ready. Uh, so we have one prayer request that was submitted um, by our very own, Ms. Sharon Tuckerson. It was submitted on behalf of Sister Sharon Montgomery for her friend Mary Jane Volks. Sharon is asking, can you please put my dear friend Mary Jane Volks on the prayer list? She has been in, a, in and out of the hospital going through medical challenges which are bad. She is over 70 and a heavy smoker. I am really concerned. She needs prayer regarding her healing of her kidneys, breathing, and lungs. I've been trying to help her sell her mom's house. Her mom passed away a few years back, and her sister passed, a, a, passed away a few months ago. Father God, we come before you this morning. Father God, standing in the gap for Mary Jane Volts. Father God, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you would deliver her from the addiction to nicotine. Remove the taste from her mouth, Father. Remove the desire from her thoughts. And renew her brain activity, Father God, from desiring the constant release of dopamine within her body, which makes her think that she needs it more and more. She may not be able to quit on her own, Father. But we know, Father God, that you could deliver her completely. You could remove the taste from her mouth altogether. For it's no longer a desire or a thought within her. Only if it's your will, Father. For we know that there is nothing 
impossible for you. Only you, Jehovah Rapha, can restore her entire body to complete health, to complete wholeness. With the added stress of selling her mother's house and possibly still mourning for her sister's loss, we ask, Father God, that you wrap your loving arms around Mary Jane. Where she lies right now, allow your presence to fill her room, and may she respond to your presence in awe and wonder, with humility and gratitude. Father God, only you know exactly what Mary Jane's struggles are. You formed her. You called her by name. You knit her together. You put plans together in a book that was written of her long before Mary Jane came to the earth. You know her, Father God. You see her. You love her. You sent your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to be flogged on her behalf, to die on the cross for her. And by his stripes we declare and proclaim that Mary Jane is already healed and walking in it victoriously. Father, you have engraved Mary Jane in the palm of your hand. May she know you as faithful, loving, kind, forgiving. May she know you as healer and great physician. Bring her, Father God, into a deeper level in you. Cover her, protect her, guide her, lead her to you. We pray these things, Father God, for Mary Jane. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And for all of those other Mary Janes and people who did not send in a prayer request but are suffering with the same addiction or any other addictions, we pray the same prayer that God gives a divine release, that he looses the bonds that have set that have held you captive in Jesus' name. Yes, we agree here on earth with the prayers prayed by Sister Myrna, and we know that whatsoever we have asked this morning, it shall be done according to Matthews 18 and 19. We want to quickly swing back to Minister Randall. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share with us this morning, Minister Randall? Yes, I would. And I just keep um, Mary Jane in mind with this final remark that there are benefits that come with being declared righteous by God because of our faith in Christ. And we have peace with God and we stand in his grace. We rejoice both in the hope of God's glory and in the temporary suffering. It says in Second Corinthians 4 and 17, for our, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us. Everybody a far more exceeding and internal weight of glory. We have hope that will not disappoint because God has already proved his love for us. Thank you. Amen, amen. The light affliction is working towards us. It's working for us. All things work together 
Hallelujah. So we call all things in alignment to work together for the good of us. Hallelujah. Because we love the Lord. Amen. We appreciate and we love the angels of our house, Bishop Smith and Pastor Adrian, and we bless them in the name of our God. Hallelujah. We want you to remember to please send in your prayer requests. Send them into www.newdestiny.online. From the home page, click Connect. Then enter your prayer request under prayer. Again, on behalf of Bishop Smith, our leaders, Pastor Adrian, Minister Randall, Sister Myrna, and our entire New Destiny family, We thank you for joining with us this morning to stand in the gap for others. Please invite others to join in with us each weekday, Monday through Thursday, 5 a.m., and we stream live on Saturday mornings for corporate prayer at 7 a.m. Let's go before Father again before we get off the line this morning. Father, we thank you for what you've done today, what you have given us through the mouths of your servants this morning by way of your Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you that condemnation is bound and that we, Father, are set free. Father, bless everyone under the sound of my voice that each caller maintains their position of freedom. Father, I decree and declare your word in 1 Corinthians 15 and 58 that each caller is steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of our Lord. Father, steady their hands, steady their feet, steady their minds, steady their hearts, Father, that each one gets up and stands tall in position. I decree and declare your word, Father, in Isaiah 60. Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. The glory of our Lord is risen upon thee. The glory of our Lord is risen upon thee. His glory is already on you. Behold, Father, your word says the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Father, according to your word, I declare in the atmosphere that the glory be seen upon every caller. Father, that your glory be seen through the eyes of man on every caller. Hallelujah. Father, let your glory be seen. Let your glory be seen as each caller rises up and stands in the fullness of who they are in you, in your image. In your likeness, Father, 
as we walk in this temporary home here on this earth. Father, cause every caller to rise up without fear. Cause them to rise up without wavering. Father, cause them to rise up without condemnation, without doubt. But may they rise up in boldness as ambassadors, as kings and priests, as sons and daughters of the Most High God. Hallelujah. Father, may we rise up in you, Elohim. In Jesus' mighty name, Father, let it be so that we take our rightful position and hold fast to them. Father, I pray that you bless each caller. Bless the righteous with favor. Surround them as a shield, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, we seal every prayer prayed by Holy Spirit this morning with the precious blood of Jesus. I declare no backlash, no retaliation, no weapon formed against your people shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against us in judgment is condemned. In the name of Jesus, this is our inherited right, and we stand boldly in it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Sister Kathy, please open the lines for the saints to worship together. <laughs> 